Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater, film, and improv scene and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad, but all of it definitely geeky. If you enjoy our program, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review or subscribe wherever you can get podcasts. Our official sponsor of the show is Audible. With over 200,000 titles to choose from, get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month included with your trial, even once your trial ends and normal membership begins. Best part is you own your library, meaning you keep the books even if you cancel with easy exchanges. So if you don't love a book, swap it out for free anytime. Sign up for your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook now. Also, support for this podcast has been made possible by our Kickstarter backers, Ashley Carson, Catherine Ranella, Wooz, Yannick, Doug Poeta, Christopher LeBlanc, Andrew, Kenny, Jerome Wetzel, Casey May, Anonymous, Tavia Ordway, Anthony Portillo, Jen and Brian Petrie, Guest 16554254418, Laura Spires, Kimberly Barr, Kyle Jepson. We here at The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky want to advise listeners that this episode was recorded during the pandemic between the end of 2019 and the end of 2020. In this episode, I am here with Ashley Collins. As we sit down and talk about Clueless, the books, the movie, the TV show, we, and we break a conspiracy, everybody. You'll find out what that is. But all that on this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. And a word of warning that there will be spoilers of playing, not just on this, but anything that we talk about and all the stuff we just listed. So listener beware. If there's anything you want to say about Clueless and all the stuff we talk about, join in the conversation by interacting with us via social media and email. Twitter and Instagram is username goodbaggeeky or email me at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. We may read your comments on the show at a later point. So Ashley... Clueless, you. I think you and I have casually like ships in the night passed and talked about Clueless before. Oh, probably. I love Clueless, and I and I wanted to revisit it on a and I say a professional critical level. I say that and ha ha ha. Yeah, but no, I I just wanted to I guess rewatch it with a somewhat critical eye, which is really hmm. hard for me because I've already seen the film and I yeah. have very fond memories of it. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. So, so I'm already feeling you're leaning towards one way on this, which is you really enjoy the film, but I, I love it, but no, it, I'm, I'm down for like critically tearing it apart. <laughs> well, so did it hold up for you this when you watched it the other day? Yes, because I do have that nostalgia with it, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm just like, this is really ridiculous. <laughs> oh, well, I will say this, like there's parts of it. If it, it holds up, but for very different reasons, like, like, so like when you and I, oh, okay. And this is me showing my age, but when that movie came out, I was 14. When did I've, you see I it? I think I, I was like 11, 11, but yeah. so see, but the great thing is you remember the before times before cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they're shooting that in the movie that it's like, everyone has a cell phone because they're rich, snobby LA mm-hmm. brats. But so it, it plays completely different, I think. For, yes. But it's still funny, but it, it's in a very different way. Because, I, because like people, <laughs> that wasn't a common thing for teenagers to have cell phones back then. Like I remember thinking that's so cool that Cher and Dion can call each other between classes. Now, not that we had cell phones, like we did have cell phones when I was in high school, but 
you were not allowed to have your phone out in school at any point in time. Oh, like that it, goes straight in your locker. Right. And it was such a big deal that you had pagers like pagers, mm-hmm. I think was still more, a little bit more prevalent, but they had like the one, mm-hmm. they even have like the flip phones. Like it was just yes, the one Nokia. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's how, cause it was kind of like the fancy phones were the flip phones, like Cher mm-hmm. and Dion had mm-hmm. everyone else had like the really, well, I'm from a podunk town. So it was like, Oh, you have your little Nokia. Oh, good for you. Well, I have a pager and it's better. And it's like, oh, yeah. in retrospect, no, it's no. not. But so like, I remember they had watching both. They had oh, pagers and cell phones. They did. Yeah. And I'm just like, you oh. can text back then. Your cell phone was just for phone calls. And yeah, it's insane. Like I'm, I'm watching and that's in the first like five minutes that they're, mm-hmm. cause they're kind of showing you how the school ground works and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, Oh my God, this is hysterical. But again, I, then when I went back and I paused it, I, so there's reasons why I did this and it wasn't related to that, but I went back and rewatched the first five minutes mm-hmm. and it was more for the music cues because within the first three minutes of the film, they dropped three sweet beats and I realized I had to start making notes here. The first one was Kids in America. Kids in America, yeah. But it was a re- as a cover by the Muffs, yes. but still really good. They have Fashion by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is what threw my mind, and I had to go down a wormhole on this, Just a Girl by No Doubt. Yeah. And fun fact, this is what was bothering me. I remember Clueless being out, but I don't remember hearing like a don't speak until after the like movie came two out. Two years later, yeah. Right. But I feel like it was ninety seven, maybe ninety six, but it was yeah, it was yeah. not at the same time. Well, it's I think it's on the soundtrack, but it for sure premiered in the movie. The single came out in ninety five. Mm-hmm. In September twenty first, ninety five. The movie came out July nineteenth, nineteen ninety five, and then Tragic Kingdom came out. October 10th, 1995. So there's like a weird really birth of like, well, I, I remember my eighth grade in eighth grade summer into freshman year, which was going at 95. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, list, I just remember it was a big thing. Everyone was talking about don't speak. And we were mm-hmm. at Cedar point writing the Raptor, which just opened. <laughs> That's how I remember that song. And cause I had never like, who's no, don't, uh, who's no doubt. Like what, what are they mm-hmm. doubting? Like, I, cause I'm a stupid kid. So, you know, everything had to have logic and sense. And yeah, I don't lines. remember hearing anything about No Doubt until I was in seventh grade, which is like 96, 97. Yeah. So, like, the fact that Tragic came in 95, I'm just like, really? Like, well, I had no idea. Well, I, I did find- have the album on cassette tape, though. Oh, I, I find it interesting that there are some little things that, of your memory. So, this is like, so I was a little bit more, so 1999, a mystery men came out mm-hmm. and I'm, I'll lay my card on the table. I don't care. I enjoy smash mouth to a certain extent, but I remember all-star came out on the soundtrack for mystery men because they were expecting that to be a big summer blockbuster and the movie bombed hard. And the only good thing about the movie that people apparently were attracted to was the song all-star because then like my memory of it is a month later, the was it Astro Lounge came out and it just exploded like mm-hmm. already because of the radio play from them doing the single on Mystery Man. So I wonder, I, I went to the Wikipedia pages and I didn't see anything about it. It was just more like, like a weird fact. Like, well, just a girl was one of their biggest singles from Tragic Kingdom before Don't Speak and mm-hmm. it was on the charts. But yeah, I was I like, yeah, Don't Speak coming out first, but that could have just. I do- I do too. I yeah. do too. So, like, it's, it's to me, just a girl was like one of those things, like, like those things that hit after don't speak. Yeah. 
so, so so that was one of the reasons why I was like, wait a minute, I have to go back and rewatch because technically the first two songs, Kids in America and Fashion hit before one minute and eight seconds, Mm -hmm. which blew my mind. And, and and that's when I started paying attention to all the cell phones and stuff and realizing like, oh, this is playing different. If, if a kid, like if I showed my cousin who is like just went in high school, if I showed him this movie, he might find it funny for very different reasons. Yeah. Least, Look at those dated cell phones. What's a pager? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, did you catch? This is something I thought was very funny. And I don't ever remember noticing it as much. Do you remember the nose jobs? Everybody in the background at some point that's not like a main character. Like they had the band-aids on their noses. Right. Because they were getting I at least that's how I took it. They're getting nose jobs. That's yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I noticed it, but I do remember that being a thing in the nineties because like I also watched Daria. Like Oh my god. Live and breathe Daria. And there's a whole episode about that where the ugly girl becomes really hot. And one of the things she did was she got a nose job. And then all of Quinn's friends went and got nose jobs too. And they all came in with band-aids on their noses. Oh, who was the ugly girl in Daria though? Because uh, I... Brooke. Okay. Yeah. She, she was in like one episode. Because then at the very oh. end of the episode, her nose job caved in. And so she wasn't hot anymore. We didn't <laughs> see it. Oh, we, okay. Quinn just, we didn't see it. Quinn just told the story. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, today at school? Uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I really dug Daria, and it makes me sad that we'll probably never see the real version of Daria when it aired, when we first saw it. If you look into the depths of the internet, it, you can find episodes with the original music in it, and awesome. sometimes they change the music like just enough so that they don't have to copyright it but you're just like oh i remember what song was playing there because you can tell because it kind of sounds similar okay and then but there's um one episode like and then we can get back to clueless but there's that one episode where they're on their road trip to whatever their version of like Lollapalooza was i don't know what it was called alternapalooza and they have like everyone's like they're in their van like trent and jesse's van going to this concert and it doesn't read well anymore because they had to change the music. And Trent oh. says, like, this is like that REM video, except you can't read anyone's mind. And it doesn't play because in the original, they were playing Everybody Hurts, which is what happened in the REM video was like it would show someone. And then at the bottom, it had like what they were thinking. So that's a joke. Now, in, in you watch the DVDs of Daria, that doesn't hit because the music's not there. But that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head where like you need the original music in it. I have to ask, do you own the DVDs for Daria? Oh, of course I do. You, I'm jealous because <laughs> I didn't even know they had DVDs of Daria. Because oh, yeah. I remember for me, the only way I could rewatch the show, I think it went on Hulu for a bit. I don't know it if it's still Hulu, there. It was on Hulu, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. But... Noggin had it like in Oh, reruns. yeah, yeah. And because that's also how I found out about Degrassi. It, well, I, I sadly don't. Well, the only thing I know about it is this is uh, it looked interesting, but I, I couldn't be in the right mind space when I was trying to watch it. But again, I was also mm-hmm. like 25. Yeah, I was definitely too old for it when I started watching it, but. Yeah, I it was I was trying to watch it because Kevin Smith is apparently a huge fan, and they gave him a chance yes. to write three episodes or mm-hmm. with Jay and Silent Bob. But mm-hmm. I, they're not. That's necessar- why Caitlin in Clerks is named Caitlin. She's named after the girl from the original Degrassi. 
I did not know that. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. But so that's why I was watching and I was like, well, where do you get Degrassi? Well, at the time it's like, well, they don't air it here in the States unless you have like fancy cable channels. And like three years later, Noggin came Noggin. out and, yep. and they hit, that's all they aired. And then at like midnight they showed Daria and I was like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, Noggin. Um, yeah. So clueless though. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Clueless. Well, see, we just inception the conversation. That's part mm-hmm. of the fun. The other thing I did catch, and this is kind of a mild criticism. It, and again, this is super mild at this point. I'm trying to find reasons to not like the movie. They like, I thought some of the choices at the very beginning, they use a lot of shots that have nothing to do with share directly. just for the, they're showing kids in Beverly Hills doing their mm-hmm. thing. And it looks like an ad. And that's the very first line of the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, but they reuse shots and I know it oh, sounds yeah. super nitpicky, but I expected better from Amy. Heckling, I guess it was just like, didn't we just see that shot? It has, it does nothing. Okay. All right. I, and it, in my mind, oh, no, wait, just, like her head is crooked slightly different now. So it's a completely different scene. Well, well, it was the same where I think they're all like sitting there drinking drinks by the fountain or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Cher's not even in it. She's just talking about kids and then she's showing about whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just like, and it's one of those like where the camera, you guys can't see me do this, but the camera's zooming all out and it's shaky. Yep. And I was like, cool. And, and I was like, <laughs> that's, I don't remember the movie opening this way. And then it, when I watched the second time with the music, I was like, oh man, that's a reuse shot. Okay. I don't know why that's weird. But again, that's me like, trying to find something to nitpick at that point i didn't really notice see i you're perfectly if it wasn't for those <laughs> three record drops at the beginning i would have not probably noticed either yeah. uh well, now i need to go back and watch it again it's really oh, and it no. happens really quick it it's one of those it's super quick because also mm-hmm. you're just going like oh this is good music too <laughs> it's a weird so some other stuff that should be pointed out is that Alicia Silverstone is Cher, mm-hmm. Stacy Dash is Dion, Murray is Donald Fajon, and also I have the cast list here. These are some other people that I, th- for me, this is how I knew them as. No matter how many time other movies they got cast in, Brecken Meyer played Travis, Jeremy Sisto was Elton. See, okay, so this is weird. It was on cable all the time, but the clips I saw, I didn't really care for the small clips. So mm-hmm. I know Wallace Shawn, not from Princess Bride. I know him as Mr. Hall from Clueless. Principal Mazer from the Goofy movie. And the Goofy movie. Well, there you see. Isn't that weird? Like you're just going like everyone's like, oh, it's the guy from Princess Bride. The Princess well, Bride. Yeah. And yeah. That's what you say so that you don't sound like an idiot. But just like that's not the first thing that comes to mind. I have a question. Who is the second character you think of when you think of Wallace Shawn? Is it Clueless? Probably, or? Yeah, Clueless. Okay. So Princess Bride from- third. For me, it would be Rex from Toy Story. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's like, I, my arms are not big enough and I can't hit one button and jump over here. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So for me, I, the move, the film, oh, see, I forgot nerd, he was in that. The film, I don't know how is right. Like what you said, I try mm-hmm. to bust out, like, oh, Princess Bride, totally. Mm-hmm. But it's like, really, it's like clueless. Yeah. True Toy facts. Story. I have- I have seen Princess Bride once. I think I was 19 at the time. So it was, it's been coming up on 20 years. I have not seen it in, I've not seen the full thing in years. I, when I watch it now, there is something weird for me. Like when I watch clips of it, I haven't seen the whole thing. I watch clips of it. I go this, I think I would really enjoy this. I don't know why mm. I didn't really watch it before. Yeah. 
it's so i think it bothered me that wesley is the hero but like from what i gather like he's kind of paralyzed or but he still does stuff and i don't really understand yeah i'm just like it's one of those i'm just like i should really watch this again because i remember i loved it when i saw it i don't remember anything about it now and i'm just like that's kind of embarrassing i should probably watch it and the only thing if you do know anything you probably don't even remember it's from it is it's like my name is Inigo montoya you killed my father mm-hmm. prepared to die like yep. everybody knows that and that's it yep yep oh marriage yes yeah we know uh, that too britney murphy's for me was britney murphy's first big film mm-hmm. uh, and of course the wonderful paul rudd oh, uh, who looks like he, that film was made like maybe five years ago for him he he doesn't age it makes me so mad yeah i love him so much and but yeah yeah he just looks like he's like only five years older now this is a weird thing do you remember dan hedaya who plays Cher's dad yes i actually just watched him in something recently and i'm just like god i know who that is i know who that is who is that who is that and then i was like oh that's Cher's dad i didn't even have to look it up i figured it out from the voice but now i don't remember what it was so i rewatched randomly i think at halloween time because when mm-hmm. we're recording this is a little bit right after uh, thanksgiving but so october halloween i watched the adams family movie yes he, that was he, it he, <laughs> right, he play, no you're fine i <gasps> Okay, so when I growing up, that's how I knew who Dan Hedaya was, and I just remember mm-hmm. my dad was like, "Oh, you mean the guy from Cheers?" I was like, "What?" He who and then was like he on Cheers. He was Carla's ex husband. <gasps> he was. Yes. Yeah, blew my freaking mind. Oh man. my god! No, that's embarrassing too that I didn't pick up on that. So, so when I was watching Cheers when I was little, I was during there for the Christy Alley years. Like I knew who Diane was, mm-hmm. but I like if you told me that Frazier wasn't in the first few seasons and there was a guy named Coach, I would be like, "You're lying to me." <laughs> and he was primarily there during that time because then they tried mm-hmm. to. I found out later they tried to spin him off and it didn't do well, and they went to movies. But but I knew him as the dude from Adam's Family, and I really liked him because I thought he had good comic timing. And, and mm-hmm. matter of fact, I felt I was upset. Because his he had such a weird charm to him that he plays the bad guy. And yeah. so when I saw Clueless, I was like, oh, he's kind of a good, he's a sleazy but good guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he really cares about his daughter, which was yes. kind of nice to see. Because mm-hmm. usually in the teen drama stuff, the dad is kind of a douchebag. Mm-hmm. He actually to- had one of my favorite lines in the entire movie, and I was telling Sam about this the other day, yeah. was when Cher was complaining about Josh coming. And she's like, oh, well, you were barely married to his mother. And he said, you divorce wives, not children. And so I loved that line, especially because Sam is basically my kid's stepdad. And so, and my mother will hate that I'm saying this. My mom has been divorced twice and her second husband, like I still, like I don't talk to him or anything anymore, but he's my half brother's dad. But like, I still absolutely adore him. Like to the point where like I invited him and his parents to my wedding, however many years ago, they weren't able to come. Like my brother's grandmother had just had surgery, but I'm just like, if she hadn't had surgery, I'm like, I, there's not a doubt in my mind that she would have come, but they did send me some nice gifts. And which is not necessary, but it was still appreciated. Well, yeah. And I think that's, I think sometimes, especially I will say too, and they, this is my memory of it. I feel like in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands, there was this weird and grand, the whole thing is during that time frame, they were, they were trying to break through the stigma, but divorce kind of had a weird stigma around it. And this is maybe me, but they kind of make fun of it a little or the concept of it in clueless just a little bit like it's almost like a this is how this family works and that's weird and then they never say it again because they want you to believe in the world and all that but in retrospect now it's actually very 
that's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like the cell phone thing. It's very natural. It feels like yep. a very normal thing that should be said and is said. Yeah. Like when they talk about Christian, they're just like, oh, he's spending half the semester in Chicago and the other half here. Like, that's not something we would even bat an eye at now. We're just like, oh, hopefully oh, yeah. his credits transfer correctly. Like, that was my first thought as an adult and a parent. I'm just like, oh, I hope he gets all of his credits. Yeah. And now I will say this kind of irked me a bit. And this is where the movie didn't age as well. So another minor critique. But again, it was very acceptable back in the time, which doesn't mean it's acceptable now, is that Cher used the, well, she didn't use it. No, she used the R word one time (laughs) and then she used the shorter version of that, which uh, that to me really was the only time I was (laughs) like, ooh, Shouldn't yeah. have said that. Yeah. But beyond that, like, it holds up really well. Yeah. Like, it's a whole, it, the movie's so ridiculous, but I'm like, I just, I love it so much. And I'm just like, I'm never going to not love it. It's right. I, I, so, yeah. So I guess those are my major bad mm-hmm. critiques with the movie mm-hmm. is like, she says that thing that's no longer really acceptable and just the little shit. With, oh, I have one other critique and this is like my director brain kicking in and I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk it up to, I'm going to chalk it up to my brain's on me mid thought. I'm going to chalk it up to maybe the shot just didn't go right in the edit and she didn't have Mm -hmm. many takes. Mm -hmm. But when Sherrod comes down in the white dress to go on her date with Christian Mm -hmm. and of course Josh Paul Rudd sees her for the first time. Mm-hmm. The way they've established the shot and everything, he looks at her before she's really down the stairs in terms of timing of everything because mm-hmm. she's walking down. So uh, Ashley can see this. You people at home can't. But they have what would you call it? There's like one major staircase and there's, then it splits off into two that go left and right. And yeah. she's on that split walking down and they cut to Josh looking like instantly at her going, oh, oh, wow. She's you sure you want your daughter to mm-hmm. whatever. And I feel like, wasn't there like a door there too? Like he wouldn't have been able to see quite as clearly right. like, or a wall or something. Exactly. And so, and here's the thing. I know the beauty of it is, is it's Paul Rudd acting and mm-hmm. he does heavy lifting and everything he does because he's fucking Paul Rudd. But there, that was my only other little thing. I was like, did you run out of a master shot or something where like you, where you saw it better? Did it, what did you just not? There's a part of me that just goes like I, the one time I shot a short film, I shot everything to edit, meaning that I did like multiple takes and I drove people nuts, but I had plenty of stuff to edit with. Mm-hmm. So I don't. And sometimes directors like will go, they'll do a shot, they'll direct it and they get one take. And they're like, well, that's good. And I'm just wondering, did you not get that take, Amy? Because Paul's doing a lot of heavy lifting here and he <laughs> shouldn't have to be. <laughs> but again, that's me really searching for something to complain about but um, i didn't notice that until like now that you mentioned that i'm just like hey did look up then again i'm just gonna have to watch it again oh yeah oh see exactly i actually i'm glad i actually bought the film for streaming instead of renting it so i could Mm -hmm. yeah because i my memory of the movie was fun enough that i will probably enjoy this again and i Mm -hmm. of course did greatly i will say too that it's interesting do you feel like there was any stuff that got cut out of the movie when you watched it this time? Like little things that you were noticing in the background with like Elton or other stuff like that maybe got trimmed down? Like, Not that I can think of. I'm a bad guest. I don't know. No, it's okay. I don't. I legit don't know either. It's one of those. I feel like I remember having that feeling back when the movie came out. Like it blew me away. Like it was almost, it's like a big, to me, like even this time, like I knew it was coming and it felt almost like a twist of like mm-hmm. Elton likes Cher. And it's like, well, yeah, it's your picture that you took of her. But that, I, will- I always felt was a stretch. 
I'm like, he's like, oh, like he's going to choose the picture of just Ty to hang in his lockers. Like, oh, well, Cher took the picture. I'm like, why not do one of the group shots then? That's a little less like. Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. Is well, conspicuous all- the word I want to use? It, and, it sounds right. <laughs> and, and also at the beginning of the movie, when they're introducing everybody, like one outside of the whole fact that Elton always goes like, you want to answer my question? Yeah, I can't find my cranberry CD. Like weird shit like that. That's a legit concern. It's it the cranberries. Is, come on. The cranberries. Mm, mm-hmm. Fantastic. Zombat. He like at weird points, like is like rubbing her shoulder, share shoulders in mm-hmm. shots. And he's like trying to like mack on her a little bit. And you think, yeah. it was, you just think nothing of it until then. And you're like, but it was, it felt very still f- so far removed. I, I kind of wonder if stuff got cut. That's all. Yeah. I can't find anything in like the production notes on Wikipedia or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, it's very weird in that regard. There's gotta be an uncut version out there somewhere that well, we have to track down. I, I think so too. Cause I kind of feel like there was some stuff with Travis that kind of maybe got like, like what made him like, for example, I feel like they left you enough in there to put the pieces there, but like, Travis goes to a 12 step program and gives up mm-hmm. pot and drinking, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool for a high schooler when you think yeah. about it. And it's also nice too, but is that because like Ty just completely like who someone he actually genuinely thought of in a good way, mm-hmm. like just destroyed him. I kind of feel like there was something else missing there from that. Like the movie lets it makes me assume that's what happened. Yeah. But, I, but at the I, same time, like, until like Cher got to her, like she was totally into him and she didn't Mm -hmm. care that he was a pothead. She didn't care that he was a skater. Like she loved all those things. And then he stuck with the skating, but well, that's that's the other thing too. I kind of feel like Cher again, I understand too. You got to, if it's throwing off the pacing, sometimes it's good to cut stuff out because he keeps it going. And you like Cher no matter by this point anyway, because it's more of a, it feels like more of a survival trait of how she treats some of the other kids. Like mm-hmm. she's not necessarily cruel about it. It's, it is kind of cruel, but she is, but she like, genuinely wants to help. Like her heart is in the right place. It's y- yes. execution. Exactly. So like Ty will just straight up murder you verbally. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> which, which was heartbreaking. Cause I'm even watching it now. The whole, her comment to her about, it's like a virgin who can't even drive. Like, damn like damn you did you really need to go there like it felt like it was escalating from an a to b to c and she went right to z to end it and it felt yeah and so because even then Cher was trying to do the right thing i think it's yeah like even when Cher was kind of doing not great stuff in terms of how she was treating travis or it's like Mm -hmm. we don't hang out with those types of people it she was there was still some there was like a it's almost like a decorum of rules of play that she was mm-hmm. following. Ty yeah. doesn't follow that. No, but I, cause I wonder that too, if like maybe there was an extra scene that where you see Cher's perspective of, Oh, maybe I should be nicer to him or may, just everybody, not just like, yeah. and also, I also kind of, I like that they dropped the wedding back in at the end, but I wonder if there's another scene of her wondering if she did the right thing. Cause I feel like that's what happened in Emma. Which yeah. su- supposedly Clueless is based after. Yes. Um, which I read that on Wikipedia and it blew my mind because mm-hmm. I don't have fond memories of the movie Emma with 
Gwyneth Paltrow? Um, I haven't seen it, but I do know that in the book, there is a character named Mr. Elton that Emma tries to fix up with one of her friends. And it turns out that Mr. Elton is into Emma and he proposes to her. And she's like, what? No, I'm trying to fix you up with my friend. And he's just like, why would I go out with her? She's low class. Oh, so. Well, see, that makes me want to rewatch or not rewatch. I, it is rewatch. I, okay. <laughs> this might be some, I I remember I saw Emma because my mom wanted to watch it back when it came out years ago when Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow was in every Miramax movie ever. And I just was like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, yay. Uh, again. Again. And also, like, I don't, this is also teenage Nick going like, I don't like Jane Austen. Yeah. <laughs> but little would I have known if I actually paid attention that Jane Austen is clueless and clueless is Jane Austen. So now I do kind of want to go back and rewatch that. I've been saying for years, like I need to watch it. Like I have a copy of the book. I think I may have gotten rid of it, but I'm just like, and the the entire reason I bought the book was because I'm just like, Oh, this is what clueless is based on. And then I still never read it. Uh, Okay, how about this? How about this? Within hopefully less than a year than now, we'll watch Emma and we'll talk about Emma. Yes. And we'll compare it to Clueless. And here's the thing. I'm going to bet Clueless is going to be a better movie. It's going to be way better. <laughs> but watch it. We could, That's the whole thing. You know what? That's the challenge. Is Clueless right. or, or is it one of those ones where it's not as good, but it's actually not a horrible movie. But I don't, I'm probably not going to like it. We'll watch Emma and then we'll and compare. We'll watch Emma and we'll contrast <laughs> and compare. Yeah. What, what other notes do I have here from my little... Uh, yeah. I, oh, the PE teacher was Julie Brown. And that might be something that I recognized. Um, I know her name. What do I know her from besides Clueless? So she, so this is weird. I remember her from a really weird direct-to-video movie with uh, Bobcat Goldwith called Shakes the Clown. Okay. It, yeah. And, but I also I remember that. her from a Comedy Central TV show called Strip Mall. And I remember they were, it's like, it's comedian Julie Brown. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it's the girl from who played the PE teacher in Clueless. Cool. Now, when I just look it up now to see what I know her from. (laughs) Well, so I'm trying to think of what else like you might know her unintentionally from Minerva Mink from Animaniacs. That's possibly. Oh, she was also, I think, in wait a minute, Wizards of Waverly Place. But no, there is Camp Rock. Maybe my daughter has seen parts of Camp Rock. I don't know that I've watched any of it. Okay, Dila so, Duke. I well, I know you have a daughter, and I was thinking that's yes. probably why you might know her from. Well, geez, I'm trying to think of. I know, I'm I'm going over IMDb right now. I'm just like, what do I know her from? Yeah, she's done tons of Disney stuff, and she does actually surprisingly too, which surprised me even more. Was she does a lot of she does some decent voiceover stuff too. Yeah, I'm so, seeing like, that. No, nope, so, I don't know what I know her from other than Clueless, but I know her name. So I must have seen like, like ads or something for strip mall. Well, okay. Well, I'll ask you this too. Did you watch MT? Cause I think this will maybe tie into this. So mm-hmm. actually I'll say this first. So I don't forget about it later. <laughs> Downtown Julie Brown was an MTV VJ. So you might know the name from that. It's not the same person though. That um, might be what I'm thinking of. Cause that does sound familiar. Okay. So my me leading with that, did you watch mm-hmm. MTV a lot? No. Okay. I was still living with my dad and my stepmom at the time who were hardcore Christians. We were not allowed to watch MTV or VH1. Fair enough. So mm-hmm. for me, I remember I didn't watch the movie till it hit video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sadly missed it in theaters. 
but I, I do remember that MTV ran like, and I know now after reading the page or reading the wiki page, Viacom who owns Paramount also owns MTV. And so they have this weird thing where like, I remember they were doing the premiere where they, it was like a two hour event where they were on a beach and partying and playing music videos, but like interviewing the cast and they got to host it for a little bit. Like it was like a beach party. That's it was it was, but like, and I remember watching that, like that was the only time I really watched the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was really bizarre. So like I had, I saw so many clips of the movie without understanding what the movie was actually about mm-hmm. for a year. I was just curious if anyone else remembers that because I didn't watch MTV. I, that was around the time I was starting to watch MTV. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. Yeah. I didn't start watching MTV until a few years later when I moved in with my mom and she didn't care what I watched so long as she trusted me to make good choices. And yeah, MTV wasn't all that impressive. I don't know what my parents were freaking out about, but the nineties were risque, Ashley, they were risque. You had Will Smith in a suit dancing to men in black. And that's very bad. Apparently. Luckily that, yeah, that came out after I moved to Ohio. So that one I saw. Well, I, I think maybe too, they might've been worried because Beavis and Butthead. Yes, that was a big no in my house. And like my, like not to be talking trash about my parents because they did their best, but like they had a lot of weird rules, like with TV shows, like there were, I wasn't allowed to watch step by step because the kids were rude to their parents. I am a little surprised by that because that to me, like was the pinnacle of family television was step by step. And Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Family Matters, no, Boy Meets House. World, Step by Step, and Full House. That was the TGIF lineup for a while. Oh, yeah. like and, uh, Although, uh, maybe not Full House. That was on Tuesday nights. Uh, what was the other one? Ooh, look at you. Oh, Hanging with Mr. Like, Cooper. Hanging with Mr. I like that show. The only thing is I yeah. started that show like in season two or three. And by the time it, it got to, or whatever the last, it was like the season before mm-hmm. the last. And then they started moving it around to like Friday, mm-hmm. or not Fridays, but to another yeah. time. And yeah, I love, cause I was like stupid Mr. Cooper taking time away from family matters. And I remember mm-hmm. watching, I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand about the parents thing a little bit yeah. because like, I remember my babysitters would, they, they taped and watched the Simpsons Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I was not allowed to watch the Simpsons either. Right. But if, if I was at home, they could not catch me watching simpsons but here's the thing they gave me a tv like they bought me a tv one year for my i think i was like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. i started watching the simpsons and they it's like at that point they kind of didn't care anymore well yeah. my mom well, 13 is probably okay and my dad didn't care but like it was really bizarre like but i wasn't allowed to watch beavis and butthead and that was and that came out like right before clueless came out i i, mm-hmm. I, I think like 93 94 95. sometime around then yeah yeah, I was not allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. It, it's, yeah, same kind. Of, and also, I wasn't allowed out of my house past 7 p.m. I couldn't ride my mm-hmm. bike anywhere. It, yeah, it's really bizarre, some of the rules parents, my parents had to. Yeah, and it's one of those things, that, like, I try to keep that in mind now since I do have kids. So I'm just like, no, you can't watch The Simpsons. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, so, like, I kind of understand where my parents are coming from now. Well, you have a son too. I do. What age? What age? This is me. Sorry, asking Ashley a question that has nothing to do with the pod. It could be. <laughs> what age would you let your son watch Star Wars, or how have you already let him? My kids have seen Episode Four, because that's how you're supposed to start, and that's not yeah. how I started. Episode- I know this is really sad. I watched them in 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, that's how I saw them, which is why I wasn't really into Star Wars for a while. But now I'm just like, no, four, five, six, and like that's how you do it. And then you that's... skip over one, two, three, and then <laughs> wait till they're adults and let them make the decision if they want to see that themselves. Well, I, I throwing this out there as an alternative. I, I read this in an article, and if I can find it, I'll send it to you later. It's an interesting article. Like when I have kids, I want to try it, which would be do episode four, do the, I think it's called the machete cut, which is do episode four, episode five, and then you do episodes one, two, and then this is, now this is optional. You do Clone Wars, the TV show, uh-huh. and then you do episode three. And then you jump back to episode six. And I hear the general consensus is that, if, especially if they're like 12 or something, they might not enjoy it that much. And then you mm-hmm. just want to watch four, five, six and go from there. But especially if they're like, if they're under that age though, and they're watching it, apparently the general vibe is, well, they're rooting for Anakin. And so they think that Darth Vader is lying to Luke. And so mm-hmm. then when you, so it's almost like a flashback. And uh-huh. then in, in Return of the Jedi, it's like it creates a whole complex of emotions, <laughs> which the child huh. might have anyway when watching <laughs> episode six. But it just makes it more dramatic and more whatever. And it just blows. My, I was like, really? I would have never thought the machete cut would, would be worth anything. Um, it's interesting. But yeah, my kids were not into it. Like I try to get them to watch. Now, my son's name is Harrison. So once I told him, just like, oh, the main guy in that, his real name is Harrison. It's not Harrison in the movie, but his real name is Harrison. That got his interest a little bit, but not enough. No. So I'm like, we may try again when he's a little bit older. That's but cool. Yeah. Know, um, it's like yeah. Harrison Ford always talks like this. As long mm-hmm. as it doesn't always, you know, hey, kid. I'm gonna, yeah, that's Harrison Ford impersonation for you. <laughs> um, I I just thought it was funny where apparently Mark Hamill did that on some interview and like I think it was on Jimmy Fallon and then Ford was out to promote some other movie I think was the one with the dog Call of the Wild and he's like oh my god oh my god it's so great we had Mark Hamill here let me show you this clip real quick and he does the impersonation and he's like I don't talk like that <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny but and that reminds me of clueless in that the girl who played julie brown did a lot of cartoon voice <laughs> we, we, we brought it back around we brought it back around wrapped it around yeah she played like the fact that it has her listed here as minerva mink blows my mind because minerva mink is the character that got banned from animaniacs because she was too sexy and it blows my mind. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah. Anyway, no, I just, I don't know why I thought of that. But I saw, I remember seeing that picture and I was like, oh my God, it's Alyssa Silverstone as a kid. Man, she had long hair. And that was the whole thing is that her son Bear, during the pandemic, she let her son grow his hair out as long mm-hmm. as, because she was like, I'll cut your hair for you if you like. And he's like, no, mom, I want to let it grow long. But, and the whole, the whole thing of the picture was it's like before and after. And he got cut down really short, but like in both times, he looks exactly like her. I'll have to look <laughs> the, that like, up. Big, beautiful eyes. He's yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, that is literally a spinning image of Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I, like I didn't know she was in suburgatory. I don't remember the last time I saw her in anything new, which makes me sad. Cause I she thought she is had good on, time. she's on the new babysitters club TV series. Is she? She is. I'm sure tons about the Babysitter's Club. Oh, which... <laughs> I do. I do, I do know tons about the Babysitter's Club. That was my jam when I was a kid. But like the, there's not really like a main character, but like the girl who came up with the Babysitter's Club, that character's name is Christy, and she plays Christy's mom. 
Oh, she's so, been in all 10 episodes of the new series. Do you, have you enjoyed the new series as a fan of the original? They made some changes. They were necessary because these books originally came out in the 80s. So I'm like, they had to make some of these changes. And then some of the changes they just, they made to be a little more inclusive because like in the original series, almost all the girls were white. There were these seven girls. There was one Japanese girl, one black girl, and then the other five were all white girls. So they updated, they made one of the characters mixed. They made one Latina. And so like, and that's great. Like it doesn't take away from things. Like it took a little getting used to because the girl they made Latina, like in the original series, they're just like, oh, she has the long blonde hair that's almost white. So that kind of took a little getting used to because I'm like, that's not what she looks like, but she does a great job. So it's fine. But yes, Alicia Silverstone is so good. At, like she has like, a, she has a decent sized role considering it's mainly about these 12 year old yeah. girls but that's awesome yeah. yes I, so she is still doing things no that's good i so because i remember she did batman and robin and yeah. i like the, the movie's not good i no. but i remember the only thing that i walked away from that movie going like well i hope they keep going with batgirl because i actually thought she was a good batgirl it's just they yeah wrote, they wrote actually her role was not written poorly well, but they were making yeah. well it wasn't great either, but like yeah. she was one of the best written parts of the movie in comparison. And Robin, I thought I also like Chris O'Donnell too. Like I just mm -hmm. felt like they walked away a little bit more unscathed, but she kind of didn't because I feel like she disappeared after that movie and she started doing animal rights stuff. And then mm -hmm. like, I think I remember, I felt it was like 10 years ago. She was in a, like a kid's family movie. And that was literally the last I saw. Oh, I the, she was in the diary of a wimpy kid. Yep, there it was. Yep. So and I don't even think it was that long ago, but yeah, it was like really? a long time. I'm just like, she's playing moms now, and then I had to think about. It. I'm just like, well, she was playing a 16 year old in 1995. Of course, she's playing moms now. Yeah. Well, I I always thought weird too when I was watching Clueless is that she was also the girl from the Aerosmith videos. That's how she got the job. Yeah, which is insane. It was it's such a weird thing because I remember the only few videos that I was allowed to watch, like there was a time frame of MTV I was allowed to watch at home with my parents and it was like right after school. And then after that, like that moment it hit like five thirty, I couldn't watch anymore. But like I remember they would constantly around that time show what was it? It's not that she was in she was in the videos for crazy, crying, crazy. and amazing. Yeah, crazy and crying were the two that they kept in heavy rotation. Mm -hmm. The other one that I saw a lot of was I think it's living on the edge because it's like there's something wrong in the world today, and it's like he's like half a weird makeup. He's like split down the middle mm -hmm. or something. The, but those were the only three. Yeah, so I saw those two a lot. I was like, oh, it's the girl from the Aerosmith videos. Yeah, apparently that's who the director wanted. She's like, I want the girl from the Aerosmith video. And at the same time, the casting director was just like, oh, have you seen this girl in the movie The Crush and Alicia Silverstone in both cases? So they they were on the same wavelength. I did not know she was in that movie. I I thought Clueless was her first big movie, but uh, like, have you seen The Crush? It was with the guy from <laughs> um, Princess Bride. Carrie Yules was in it. He was like her neighbor or something. Like I saw it so many years. Like I saw Clueless first, and then I'm just like, oh, she was in Alicia Silverstone's in this movie. I'm gonna go watch it, and I believe it was her neighbor, and he was an adult, and she was a teenager, and she was like obsessed with him to the point where like she like tried to kill his wife or girlfriend or something and like she was psychotic um, and then I, I won't spoil the ending but you know she yeah 1993 the crush adrian yeah. forrester yeah. holy crap but in some versions of the movie because the original version that i saw of the movie her name was darian 
And the only reason I remember that was because my stepmother used to babysit a little girl named Darian, and it was the only other time I'd ever heard that name. Okay. Wow. Writer and director Alan Shapiro based the film on the events of his own life. The girl on whom he based Adrian sued him for using her real name, Darian, Darian. for Alicia's, yep, Alicia Silverstone's character. As a result, when the film was re-edited for TV, the character's name was changed from Darian to Adrian. Silverstone is still credited as having played Darian Forrester on IMDb. The Laserdisc and VHS versions retained the original spoken dialogue that the character is called Darian. The theatrical trailer also refers to the character as Darian if you view it online. That is crazy. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, the movie was insane. Like, I remember thinking it, like, that it was, like, creepy and scary when I was younger. But I don't know how much I'd be creeped out by it now. Probably. Like, teenage obsessions can be kind of scary. So I randomly was scrolling up on the Wikipedia page. And when you see a weird word, you're just instantly drawn to it. I'm not even Uh going to be able to say this properly. It says, okay, I'm just going to read the sentence. After Adrian spies on Nick's in bed with Amy, she locks Amy in the dark room and empties wasps in nests into the vent, knowing of Amy's skeskophobia. And apparently it is a fear of wasps. Huh. Although sometimes it can be applied to it's a weird, it's a weird ass word. Like I'm not even, I'm huh. not even saying it. You and I don't have fun saying weird words. No, as we learned during an it's all been done. Uh-huh. I'm sending. I'm very here. bad at reading. <laughs> No, so we're recording this via Zoom. I, that's what the word was. Let me look at it. Is it suffexophobia, right? I, what? Sam, come here and look at this word. Can you pronounce this? <laughs> He's just behind me. No, it's cool. I, I think that's What awesome. does that say? It, like, is it? Yeah. Suffexophobia? Suffexophobia. Okay. Now ask him what he thinks it means. What do you think it means? Fear of freckles? I don't know. <laughs> what did, did you, you hear? No fear of what? Freckles. <laughs> Tell him he was close, but it's a fear of wasps. Nick says that you're close, but it's a fear of wasps. <laughs> he goes, it's the same thing. This is, you're so close. It's exactly the same thing. It's just yeah, cause freckles is what he said. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! No, did, did did Sam watch Clueless with you when you guys? He watched did it? not. No, he went down to the basement and like watched did, some streamers or something like gaming dick boy things. No, whatever. Probably, yeah. Clueless is a great movie, Sam. He's upstairs now. He can't hear oh, you. Okay. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Tell him though. <laughs> okay. He was like, I asked him. I was like, Do you want to watch it with me? And he was just like, Nope. <laughs> my wife did the same thing. I was like, Hey, do you want to watch Clueless? It's. I, I, I think it's going to hold up really well i think and she was like oh, and then i don't know, think he's ever seen it and i'm just like you know what i'm like i'm gonna rewatch onward with him when he does his rewatch before you guys do your podcast sorry uh to get back to clueless is that they really want you to know that Cher and josh are no longer brother and sister yes <laughs> like well apparently that was a big deal with when they were trying to get the movie like someone like a studio to pick it up because i think they said like it was like fox or something i don't remember who it was exactly i was reading some interesting facts about the movie earlier and they were they didn't like that they're just like no they that you can't have the step siblings end up together that's like incestuous and amy heckerling's like they're not related like they that's why they stress like that they the parents were not married very long and that they'd been divorced for five years so like they that's part of the reason there was because like they like studios were very 
like mm, about well, that. They I like, get it. There's oh, a yeah. part of me as an adult. It's just like, Ooh, but but it's also it's like, but it's Paul Rudd. It he's is Paul adorable. Rudd. It and is. It's a Silverstone, and she's cute too. And so it's mm -hmm. like they're just the perfect couple. I just. But but that felt way more I don't know like way more subtle by the time it's like well <laughs> technically you're my brother and it's like hey everybody knocking you on the head did you know that that you're not related anymore we're like, not related <laughs> yeah oh again I need to point this out the background extra work that Heckerling does I remember it's been years since I've seen Fast Times and look mm -hmm. who's talking but I feel like some of the back background visual gags are really good so there are two moments that got. I, I, when you watched it, did you laugh out loud a lot or was it more like, oh, that's funny? My memory of that's funny. Or was it like um, legit laughing? I like this time when I watched it, I don't think I laughed out loud at anything because I still have like 85% of the movie memorized. The most of this movie was more like, oh, that's funny. That's mm -hmm. funny. That's funny. The, the freeway scene got a genuine laugh out loud moment because it was just so ridiculous. So over the top. It's so over the top. And it's just as ridiculous as I remember watching it years ago. But to be other... fair, though, driving in Los Angeles is terrifying. Oh, I've not been there, but I've heard horror well, I have. Oh, you have. Oh, my see. It, yeah, it, I went there a couple years ago and like I had a rented car and everything. And like I was on the 101 driving my rental car and it was terrifying. I was wondering, was it the 101 or the 405? But oh, it was your, the 101. Your answer that, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the 101. Ooh, I heard, yeah, I heard the 101 is worse because the 405 gets backed up more, mm -hmm. I, I think. Or, so at I least then you're the, stopped. Right. But the 101, it's like crazy people. Yeah. I'm um, trying to like figure out like the carpool lane, like there's a designated thing. And I did have my friend with me at the time. So I was like, I think we can use the carpool lane. Just... Yeah, because technically there's someone in the car with you that you can, <laughs> it was like, well, officer, I'm, we're carpooling to yes that place that we're going to no uh, well, at that point i just show them my out-of-state license plate like is this not allowed or driver's oh, license like is this not go. allowed am i not allowed to do this but i didn't get pulled over though so i was fine look at you i wasn't thinking of like i'm not a state officer i don't know how it works in the big city I i'm from the sticks i'm from the sticks in columbus ohio <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about uh see i wouldn't think to do that i'd be like I, i'm carpooling with my 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 friend, I'm your friend. I'm your wife. Oh, my wife. We're carpooling to work, or whatever. So that made me genuinely laugh out loud. Was the freeway, and the other moment was, and again, it was a background thing. It wasn't the focus of the shot, and it's purposely done. It's at the wedding at the very end. The focus is Dion and Cher. I think sitting at the wedding next to each other, and he's almost like half out of shot. And literally, he's like, I have a tissue here. So he's literally just is Murray right next to Deanna because she's going to cry at some point. But it, and it's just like, he's not even like staring at the wedding. He's just like staring into space. It's so like, I never seen it before. And I lost my shit. I legitimately laughed out loud. And it was just, and I just and realized. See, yeah. I like that because like, it's one of those things where just like, that's how well he knows his girlfriend. He's just like, all right. He's like, got the tissue ready. That's true. I feel too like it, I like that they did point out because every time you saw up until Cher goes, they really do take care of each other. Mm -hmm. It was a very almost funny how their relationship was. But then mm -hmm. you really do think about like, oh, they really do 
like watch out for each other. It's just, they're <laughs> very, I've known one or two couples like that. They like part of their thing is they're confrontational with each other very loudly and publicly. That's okay. And so for some people, that's a valid thing. I thought that like, in retrospect, after watching now, I was like, oh, I actually know some people like that. I'm very the opposite of that. I'm like, let's not create a scene. Where even like in front of like a close friend, I would like so that whole freeway thing is that's why it's even funnier to me is like I would not be screaming and freaking out on the freeway, even if my life was about to end. <laughs> At least I don't think I. But yeah, no, I the some of the background work across the board from like Murray and the, some of the other minor leads versus just random people in the background are just <laughs> chef's kiss. I just yeah, I it's a very strong cast. Like even not just like the leads, like the ensemble and the supporting, like they're all oh, yeah. really solid. Well, so I'm not going to have a lot to say on this myself, but I thought I saw you mention it. And so when we sign up for the the podcast for GBG, <laughs> sometimes there's minor little conversations happening. You and Kyle talked about the TV. You watched the TV show too. I did. I didn't watch the entire series. I think it was only on for like, three or four seasons i watched the first season i think and then because i think it ended up being part of either the new tgif that no one watched or it was saturday morning like when like say by the bell california dreams and hang time were all on it may have been part of that little lineup yeah i watched oh, wow. a lot of tv <laughs> no hey okay i watched just completely different tv than you but i watched <laughs> just as much tv <laughs> My thing was it shifted to this weird like, oh, I don't do Nickelodeon shows like SpongeBob and Fairy Odd Parents and stuff like that. Because I was like the original Nicktoons. Oh, I yeah. Was, I was lame. In retrospect, I've watched, rewatched some of them. They're actually really good. But no, I was just curious because I remember I felt like I watched an episode and the girl, my memory of it was I felt like the girl who played, oh, shoot. What was Cher. her name? Amber? Played oh, Amber. Cher. No, um, er, like Amber, I think play, the girl that played Amber, I'm blanking on her real name, but she was still Amber and Dion and Murray were still Dion Murray. They recast Cher, Josh and Ty. Okay. The girl who played Cher, her real name is Rachel Blanchard. Yes, she was blonde on that show. Like there was a period of time where she did have red hair. So that may be where the Amber confusion is coming from. Okay. I don't remember when she had, like she was in something where she had red hair. I'll, I'd have to IMDb it unless you want to get on that too. Yeah. The main thing other than Clueless that I know her from sadly is Seventh Heaven because that was parent approved. I think she was blonde on that too. Yeah, so I just pulled it up. Yeah, Seventh Heaven, she played Roxanne. Roxanne, yeah. From 2002 to 2004. Yeah, she was a cop. And then reoccurring role in the first season of the crime series Fargo, which I I watched that, but who the hell was she in Fargo? Like, what the hell? I have to pull her up now, too. (laughs) Like, I I do know, I've, so they have a picture of her on Wikipedia. She looks super familiar to me, Mm -hmm. but like not. It's a very weird that's super weird oh she was also in are you afraid of the dark as Kristen? she played Cher horowitz see i really yeah i think that's probably why i got confused is that it felt like amber or maybe i felt like the scene i watched it was just the girl who played amber i thought they were calling her Cher, but it might have been maybe that was hair yeah or maybe that was part of the episode like i didn't watch much of it but no you're fine i guess that's my it's like a weird memory i have of the show and i was just like well alicia silverstone isn't it i don't care if stacy dash and Donald Fajon, who now if Ooh. I was just like Donald Fajon's in it, I would always give it a chance because I find him to be like why I started watching Scrubs a few years later and mm-hmm. I now am a huge fan of Donald Fajon. Oh, she was in Sugar and Spice. I forgot about that. 
What sh- what's the sugar and spice? Yeah, that was cheerle- high school cheerleaders rob a bank to get money for the pregnant head cheerleader. It's a terrible movie, and I love it. Oh, my goodness. She was a redhead in Road Trip. I'm looking oh at the, I'm looking at the thing that that was his girlfriend that he cheated on. And then he had to go tell her at the end. Holy shit. That's what she was the redhead. That's in. Like, probably why I also am aware of her in that mm-hmm. because I re- I've seen road trip a few times because yeah, mm-hmm. Breckin Myers in that, by the way. Yes, he Coolest. is. Yeah. And then so is I watched the show. Well, I used to, it's not on anymore. show Royal Pains. I never watched it, but I know of it. The brother in Royal Pains is, I think, the pervert of the group with the Jufro. He's the one that is like smokes the the weed and gets really mm-hmm. high and sees the dog talking to him. Yes, that I can't think of his name. He was also in Josie and the Pussycats movie, yeah, which is yeah. a great movie. Oh. Also a great movie. Okay, so I have a weird thing with Archie stuff. The mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle book that I really grew up loving was pr- published by Archie. So occasionally, like they would do weird like one offs where Archie meets the Punisher and. Mm-hmm. Archie meets the Ninja Turtles and it was the comic book version of Ninja Turtles they did was the cartoon version that then weirdly spun off into its own thing whatever so it got a little bit more adult and so by the time they like mixed the two together it was a very weird mishmash and I kind of felt like Archie was goody goody mm-hmm. and I have fond memories of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon that was on Cartoon Network at the time but that's where my knowledge ends and I remember I was my one friend who is way more of a classic animation fan and Archie fan than I was drug me to see the movie. I did not want to see the movie. And I walked away feeling the exact opposite. Like that was legitimately funny. That was oh, really it's such good. a good movie. Like I remember not too long ago, the soundtrack to Josie and the Pussycats, the movie was not on Spotify for years and it was driving me nuts. Just like literally like every few months I would go and check Spotify. I'm like, is it on here yet? And then it finally was like, and I remember nice. posting something about it on Facebook <laughs> and I'm just like, guys, the soundtrack to Josie and the Pussycats is finally on Spotify. I don't know how long it's been here, but since I last checked, I'm like, it has been added. And this is all I'm going to be listening to for the next two weeks. And this sparked a conversation with so many people. They're just like, that movie was amazing. And like, I remember one of my friends was just like, that movie was way better than it had any right to be. And I'm just like, true. Did you now, did you see it in theaters or did you see it on video or cable? I don't think I saw it in theaters when it came out on video. I think I was working at Hollywood video at the time. Yeah. Cause I used to work at a, at a video store where, you know, when DVDs were just becoming a thing and I was just like, Oh my God, DVDs, whatever. But I did, I do remember renting it and loving it. See, I, that's another movie where I, it makes me sad because there are some movies when you watch them, they're not hits. Mm-hmm. They might do modest, but I remember Joe seeing the pussy guys even do modestly at the box office. I don't yeah. think, which made me really sad because I walked away going like that. I feel like they've marketed that movie completely wrong. Mm-hmm. This is actually really funny. There's actually like, I remember I was surprised that they did one kind of really risque dirty joke. And it was with Tara Reed at Tara Reed's expense. At the very beginning. Was, yeah, it was with the sign about blowjobs, right? Or something. No, it was, um, she had her sign that said, honk if you love pussycats. But they had that's like a telephone was. pole in front of the word cats. Yes. Yeah. I watched it, it recently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no i i don't I, just I, have I, this I, banked <laughs> i thought it was just a, but either way that's still like a kind of a oh geez they don't believe they have that in this pg-13 movie and but no yeah i just remember like 
I think I'm going to really like this movie. And I really did enjoy the movie. It made me it was sad so good. That. Yeah. 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 But, and I don't feel like clueless didn't have that thing at all to get. Oh, Breckin Meyer was in Josie and the Pussycats too. And so was Donald Faison. So but it's all linked. I knew. Oh yeah. They're in the boy band. Aren't in they? the boy band at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, so we're still connecting it. It's still, it's still related. This is a crazy teen film uh conspiracy theory right okay so the guy i was talking about from royal pains his name was paul constellano mm -hmm. he's in josie and the pussycats who he started with brecken meyer in road trip who was with donald fajan in clueless along with the, the chick from the tv show and they're all in josie and the pussycats boom i went backwards there for a second but mm -hmm. i don't care it's all connected that's yep. that's the point of of all this is we got it all we got it all that's all in there you know what take that hannity i'm sorry that was such a weird do you have anything else regarding clueless or anything because because it holds up really well it does yeah i still think it's funny that i don't know if you ever watched king of the hill but joseph gribble pre-puberty was voiced by Brittany murphy who was ty and then after puberty, he was voiced by Brecken Meyer, who was Travis. And it still makes me laugh all I these years not. later. Well, I know she played the one cousin. Luann. 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 Well, damn it, Bobby, you're not doing it right. <laughs> propane and gas propane accessories. <laughs> yeah, I remember it blew me away that Brittany Murphy would lower herself. Because remember back then, you mm -hmm. didn't do TV. You did mm -hmm. guest stars, but you didn't mm -hmm. like do a TV show as a lead, even animation. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was so cool that Brittany Murphy was doing that show, but I had mm -hmm. no idea she was doing him before puberty. Yeah. She was Joseph. And then like, he went away to like summer camp. He came back and he had grown like six inches and his voice had dropped and everything. And then Brecken Meyer took over as so a voice funny. actor. And so that's a little thing that just I'm entertained by. I'm just so, like, Oh, it's Ty and Travis. They both did the voice of Joseph. <laughs> So before we end, I will say this too real quick, because we're talking about how the conspiracy of how they're all related mm -hmm. a little bit. I, my wife and I watched like maybe four months ago, watched Can't Hardly Wait. I love Can't Hardly Wait. I do too. And Breckenmeyer and Donald Fajon are also in the band Love Burger. They are. And With the kid from Hook. I know yes. he wasn't in it, but oh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't in that. He just sang that one song where he's like, I know this song. Yeah, I know the song. I know the song. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so weird. And I and they're real good friends in real life because they're both on with Seth Green's uh, Ch Robot Chicken mm -hmm. sometimes as weird voices. Brecken Meyer, I think, is uh, considered a lead on the show, but Fajan will stop by. Yeah, like half the voices are either done by Seth Green, Brecken Meyer, and like two other people. Mm -hmm. But Fajan will come on occasionally and do like do voices and sketches with them and. I didn't know they were actually that close, but I was like, in retrospect, I was like, holy shit, they were in Love Burger. Mm -hmm. And then they've done like, yeah, they're in Josie and the Pussycats as the boy band. Like Seth Green was in that too. Yeah. Seth Green, yeah. Like it, it's really making sense. See, we busted it right. We open. did. We figured we did. it all out. <laughs> Tap into the clueless novels or anything. Oh my God. No, we didn't. Did we? Oh no. There's like a lot of them. I didn't know that. Oh, well, hold on. Okay. Well, hold on. Just real quick. What do you know? I don't know anything about the novels. Like, have you read um, them? I read a few of them, like when I was in like sixth grade, because that was like right after the movie came out. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh, they have books. And like, they're all just like not tied to the movie. It's like, it's the same characters, but it's just like the further adventures kind of deals. 
And like, and I looked up because I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm like, I had two of them. I don't remember what they were called though. So I went to go Google them this afternoon and I had an American Betty in Paris, I think was one of them. And then Cher Negotiates New York, I think was the other one. And I thought those were the only ones. Oh no, there's like 15 or 20 of them. Oh my God. And I had no idea there was this many of them. Eventually they stopped using Alicia Silverstone on the cover and they started using Rachel Blanchard instead. So a lot of them I think are more tied to the TV show. Oh my goodness. But yet there's a lot of them. And I'm like, I don't remember the plots of any of them, but I, I had those two. And then I had the novelization of the movie and I read all three of them. I read them a lot, but I don't remember anything about them now. Okay. So this is how we're going to end on this note right here. Okay. Share negotiations, share negotiates, New York, mm-hmm. American Betty in Paris, mm-hmm. achieving personal perfection, shares furiously fit workout friend or foe and foe is spelled like F A U X. Ha ha. Clever wordplay. Share yeah. goes environmental. Baldwin from another planet, too hottie to handle, share and share alike. And by the way, that's her name listed twice. True blue Hawaii, romantically correct, a totally share affair, chronically crushed. Babes These titles are bringing me joy. Land. Dude <laughs> with a tude shares frankly romantic assignment, extreme sisterhood. <laughs> Southern Fried Makeover? Ooh. <laughs> Betty, <laughs> Betty Palooza. And then Cher's Guide to whatever. Whatever. And I think I had that one, too. One. I think well, I had that one. Now, you mentioned this. All the book, that last one was Alicia Silverstone's face. Mm-hmm. It came out in 95, but the last one of the bo- normal book series mm-hmm. that seemed to end with her picture was Achieving Personal Perfection. After that, it was Blanchard from the TV show all the way up until I don't know why they have that guide to whatever last because that book came out in 95. Came out. Yeah. yeah. So Betty Palooza was the last one of the series and it started Blanchard. It came out in 99. Everybody. Oh, my God. So. So, yeah. Betty Palooza is where we end off on officially. Oh, my God. I am so looking all of these up on like Amazon to see if anyone's selling them used. Oh, my gosh. I, I there has to. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. clueless i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna send you the link real quick for ebay if that's your jam oh i don't i don't yeah but supposedly they said it's like 12.99 and it's 10 clueless books oh no way one two three four five six seven eight nine ten oh it's not as it's not the whole collection Uh but there's a lot there for 12.99 oh sweet so all you listening in the past, because we just time traveled, you lose suckers. Oh. <laughs> that part will this part will probably be cut out. <laughs> but no, I think that's okay. That's okay. No, it's, yeah. All right. Oh, so that's we're gonna awesome. We're gonna end officially. Oh man. If you guys out there have any thoughts on any of the films we talked about, but especially clueless, email at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Ashley, thank you so very much. This was amazing. Thank you for letting me come and talk about this movie and all the other weird things we talked about. The Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is presented by D4K Studios. Executive producer is Nick Argenbright. Co-producers are Ashley Carlson and Catherine Ranella. The Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is also made possible by our Kickstarter backers. To see our backers, check out our show notes over at gbgpodcast.com. Our theme and end credit tracks for The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky are by chiptune artist Hide Your Tigers. You can check out their music by going to hideyourtigers.bandcamp.com. 
We also feature the track from Futurama, The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings, an arrangement by our own Nathan Haley. If you enjoy our program, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review or subscribe to wherever podcasts are streamed. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!